0: Welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence Find massive clarity and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you uplevel your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to uplevel your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun! Yay! Well, I am so excited to introduce to you guys, Michelle Knight. She is a branding and business coach, mother, wife, world traveler, and storyteller. Michelle has distinguished herself as an entrepreneur through the power of storytelling and its power to unite people, especially women. She has helped transform the business lives of female entrepreneurs by supporting them and tapping into their story to create a standout brand and message, ultimately leading them to living the life of freedom. Woo! (laughs) Michelle is living proof that no matter what obstacles life may throw at you or chapters that may contribute to your story, you have the power to write your own ending. As a storyteller and branding expert herself, Michelle supports women who are unfulfilled in their nine-to-five, break free into a life of freedom. Isn't that exciting? Ah, I'm so excited to jump into this episode. You guys are going to love, love, love it. So let's just get started. All right, guys, I am so excited to have Michelle Knight on here today. She has been such an inspiration to my life personally, so I'm so excited for her to come on, share her journey, tell us about her, and really give you all the good, good strategies and good storytelling stuff that I know she has inside of her. So Michelle, can you just talk about who Michelle is and tell us about your journey and how you got to this place? Oh my goodness, it has been a story. Um, Thank you so much for having me, I'm so excited. Um, So you know, my journey really started in the entrepreneurial world right when my son was born. So Mm -hmm. I like to say that my business is literally as old as my child and it is so true because (laughs) about a month after he was born, I was laying on the couch, um, going through a difficult postpartum period and I looked at my husband and said, yeah, I don't wanna go to work anymore. And my husband knows me well enough to know that, like, you should be scared because it's going to (laughs) happen, right? Like, if Michelle says something, it most likely is going to happen. And that really kind of set in this motion of creating my own business. And Mm -hmm. one of the things for me is I had no idea what I wanted to do in the beginning, absolutely Mm. no idea, but I just got started. And that was really kind of a big turning point for me, especially because I, I really struggle with perfectionism and have my entire life. And so kind of just going in with no plan was, it was crazy, but, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I was really going through a major transition, having just had a baby, having become a mother that, I wasn't the same person anymore, anyway, so why yeah. not the heck go for it and um, you know, I created this business in about six months with my husband, then scrapped the entire thing because it didn't feel right, hmm. and decided I wanted to be a coach and set up that business, um left my nine to five within a year. I created a six figure business, and we're just continuing to grow and so it's been this beautiful journey, but it has been a journey for sure, yeah. I love that. And just a sneak peek into the behind the scenes of my relationship with Michelle. So funny. I it's such a small world, you guys. I know. <laughs> I actually used to work with her husband then for years, for years. And then I moved to Colorado, which is probably about the time you had your son. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then when I started the coaching world, I was like, wait a minute. I, I know her. She looks so familiar. I know her. This is so weird. So anyways, gives me goosebumps thinking about little small world stories. Okay, so how did you feel when you completely had this idea and you're like, okay, I'm running with this. I'm running this six months. That's a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's not like it was just a month and you're like, yeah, like, bye. Um, <laughs> six months is a good amount of time. So how did you feel with transitioning? Like, did you just trust that? Okay. I, I know this is the right direction or were you upset? Like, can you kind of go over that experience? Mm, totally. So, you know, I don't think that the, the decision to start our business in the first place, I feel like, we decided to work together, my husband and I, I enlisted my husband. I forgot to mention that part. Um, and you know, like we were going to do branding and website design. I think it was more of like getting me to leave my nine to five, right? We'll do whatever we know how to do in this moment. And that was amazing because through that process, I realized how difficult it was to actually brand myself. I had a really hard time and I have a background in public relations, worked in communications for years, advertising, like I get it. And (laughs) I still had a hard time. And when I realized that, I was like, man, if I'm having a hard time, there are probably so many women out there that are also having a difficult time. Mm. And that's when a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, Ooh, there's a need for this. And the one thing that has always worked really well for my business since that point is like, if I recognize a need, like fill in those holes, fill in the gap, go out there, create something that kind of meets that need. And that's exactly what I did. And At the time, it doesn't even feel like that long ago, but two years ago, no one was really talking about story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no one was really talking about story and branding, and I recognized a need for this, and so that's what I really created my business around. So it was definitely scary making that transition, but I had been studying and learning and implementing that I knew what I needed to do. And then as far as like, you know, website and emails and all that, but as far as being a coach, I was like, what does this even mean? So I did what every entrepreneur should do. And I went out and I hired a coach to teach me how to find my voice and how to be a coach. And, um, and just went in all in. I love, I honestly, I think your journey is just one of my favorite journeys to follow. Um, and I've been following you since I started this journey in the first place, but, um, I love just how knowledgeable you are, and you just, you're so authentic. And it's so funny that that's like part of your brand, like, but it makes complete sense because that's the perfect word to describe who you are and your teachings. Was there ever a time that you had that fraud syndrome that I know so many people have that they're like, what am I talking about? Cause when I look at you, I'm just always like, Michelle knows all things. that really what led us to starting this coaching business, what led me to starting this coaching business was realizing that I had created an entire brand that didn't feel like me. Mm -hmm. So I had set out to create a business, got really caught up in research mode, which I talk about all the time in my community. Like we're going to get out of that. We're going to bust out of that. But I was stuck in it for so long Mm -hmm. and I found myself creating things that looked like somebody else or, Mm -hmm. you know, my website, when Ben finished my website, it was like pink and gold and light blue. and like, if you know me and my brand now, (laughs) that's not true. And it's not that I changed. It's that that's who I've always been, but I wasn't really letting that come through because I Mm -hmm. didn't think that it would work in the industry. And I finally just like really had to accept that when I started getting in touch with my story and really started thinking about the people I wanted to pull into my brand, Mm -hmm. but I struggled with it for a really long time. And then in the beginning, with my voice, but then also what I was teaching. So in the beginning I saw all these entrepreneurs promising six figures and I saw all these entrepreneurs, you know, um, talking about, you know, helping their clients make 5k months. And I was like, I haven't even signed a client. What the heck am I supposed <laughs> to talk about? So I had to really look at what I knew in that moment and what I was yeah. good at in that moment. And for me, that was creating a brand and yeah. getting your website up and running. And that's exactly where I started. And now it's really turned into, you know, more about marketing and voice and your story and, but it came from just kind of getting started with where I was and not getting caught up with, well, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. You know, what shift did you need to make internally to, um, actually allow yourself to just be you and allow that to come out in your business? Mm, that's a really, really good question. I think one of the biggest things I've had to do is come face to face with my inner perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really likes to keep me in a special place, right? Like she really likes to keep me in check. <laughs> and it's been years and years and years of me really struggling with this all the way back to, I think my first memory is like eight years old, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really had to, look at that and say, what am I really having trouble with? And for me, it was vulnerability because vulnerability and perfectionism (laughs) tend to not work so well together. And so one of the things I really needed to do is take a hard look at how I was keeping myself from being vulnerable. Mm. And this is going to sound kind of strange maybe to, to the community, but I thought back on my son's birth and I had a really long labor with my son And in that moment, looking back, I was like, wow, it was because I couldn't allow myself to become vulnerable, right? Hmm. I was keeping myself really tight. I was keeping myself really rigid, literally, right? Yeah. And not allowing myself to just like be. And so it was that realization that I was like, this has been happening for years and years and years. So I had to make a really conscious internal decision that I was going to focus on vulnerability, that I was going Mm -hmm. to trust. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I had to do is start trusting, right? Mm -hmm. Not only trusting that the universe would support me, but also trusting that I knew what I was doing and I knew who I was and that people who needed to receive that message, people who needed to hear what I had to say, would respond to that. And so Mm -hmm. I think that was the biggest thing. It was a realization that this had been happening for a while and being like, this can't continue. I need to step into a place of full vulnerability and then to start a practice of really trusting myself. I love that. So I think professionalism is something that a lot of people can relate to. If not everybody, a lot of people really can. I know I can personally. Um, So besides vulnerability and and just trusting and and really just trusting that things are unfolding perfectly and you are supported, what other tips do you have to release that perfectionism? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I think (laughs) the first thing, and again, this has This has been a journey for me, and that's one of the things I love to to say when I'm having these interviews or when I'm talking about it, it's not going to happen overnight, my friend. Totally. It is going to be something that you are going to have to consciously practice and be aware of. And so the first thing is really an awareness. Why are you acting the way that you are acting? Why are you responding? This is a big one for me, right? Because sometimes we can respond and like snip at people. It's like, (laughs) not about them. It's about us. You know, why are we responding the way that we're responding? Why are we so scared to hit go live or send that email? What's really coming up? Mm. And so I think the first thing is having that awareness that what's driving this is this inner perfectionist, which Mm -hmm. is most likely afraid of being judged afraid of failing, you know, afraid of not being received, right? That is one of the hard things about perfectionism and vulnerability. So Mm -hmm. being aware of that first, then we can start taking action. And I think one of the things that has really changed everything for me is kind of giving my perfectionist the name and like talking to her, right? And I might sound a little crazy, but I (laughs) I swear it works, (laughs) you know? And so, and I've done this work with my mentor, Binu um, Alag, if you guys don't know her, check her out. She does EFT tapping. Yeah. And this really is something we've worked on together. Going back all the way to, you know, eight years old and giving that little girl a name and being like, hey, mm-hmm. I see you, I like you, but right now I don't need you. And I need mm-hmm. you to go like, like a kid, go sit in the corner or go away. And removing myself from that identity because I don't know about you, but perfectionism used to be like, A cool thing. (laughs) And like people would be like, oh, she's a perfectionist. She's so good at this. And I'm like, no, you guys, like looking back now that we know, like as a society, not the best label to give people, right? Yeah. Not really something to strive for. And so by doing this, by removing myself from kind of that person, that identity, it allows Michelle, the vulnerable Michelle, to be like, don't care. I'm ready, hits in, Mm -hmm. it'll get to who it needs to get to. And I'm a very visual person. And so this literally allows me to kind of like visualize that part of me kind of being separated. Um, And then the third thing is to do it.
1: You know what I mean? (laughs)
0: like, it sounds so crazy. And I know we want like a 17 step process to how to do this, but I had found that like the best way to combat perfectionism, to combat fear is to take action. Mm, and to put yourself mm-hmm. out there, and to see how people respond, because yeah. we can paint this idea in our mind of what people are going to say, what are people going to think of us, and nine cents out of ten, that's not right, you know? Right. It's just our fear, like a monster, like you know, talking <laughs> in the back of our mind, and so really just taking that action, and wh- I swear, I talk to women all the time, I'm so scared of live video, what do I do? You go live, you go live, yeah. you do it, And then you'll come back to me. I know you will. And you'll be like, that was so easy. It was so much fun. And suddenly you're going live all the time. (laughs) I love that. It's so funny how fear, it always creeps up. But most people like just allow it to stop them. Mm -hmm. And I know I've talked to personally, a lot of people who are always like, but I'm just afraid what so-and-so is going to say or what so-and-so is going to think. And I think that totally goes back to the perfectionist Mm brain. I love that little exercise that you mentioned. I think that that is something that we all should try. I was like, Ooh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. And I think it works. Even if someone listening isn't, doesn't recognize, you know, perfectionism, maybe it's a, a fear monster, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, thanks fear. You've probably saved my life a couple times, but I don't need you while I'm sending this email. Right. Like, For sure. You can go away. You're just being ridiculous. And I will have those weird conversations with, I, I talked to my dog, you know, so it's not weird <laughs> to just kind of like talk to my other half. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I sometimes when I notice that I'm just being completely fear-filled and holding back on something, I and I don't let anybody else tell me this, but mm-hmm. I tell myself this and I'm just like, Brooke, you know what? Put your big girl panties on and just go do it. Like what are you Absolutely. what are you doing? And I mean, if someone else told me that, I'd be like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. If that's something you need to tell yourself, then it's totally worth it. I love that. I love I'm it. a huge advocate for having <laughs> conversations with yourself. Like I think that's one of the best ways that we can really create a resilient mind, right? Mm-hmm. Asking ourselves questions, verbally being like, what do I need to hear today? What do I need mm. to do today? How am I feeling right now? And so I'm all about talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come to you when someone starts to think we're a little cray cray. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> So what is your, you've been in business now for, um, how long is it? Two years. Two years. Yeah, two and a half ish. Um, what is your favorite thing about your business? Oh my gosh. You know, I I think it's two things. I think the (laughs) first thing is relationships. Like Mm -hmm. the relationships that I have created have been so Beautiful. Like I'm meeting a, a past client in a couple weeks because she's in town, right? I've made relationships with other female entrepreneurs who have completely just blown my mind with like knowledge and and spiritual practices and like just this whole like idea of relationships are so accessible to us. And that's one of the things that I focused on in the beginning with my community, which Mm -hmm. I know you're a part of is I want this to be a place where you can build relationships. And I've always Mm -hmm. focused on that. If I'm launching, if I'm sitting in a group, I'm like, I want to talk to people like, let's talk, you know what I mean? And that has made such a difference um, in my business. By doing that. So, uh, relationships has been one of my favorite things, getting to meet people. And then, as a result of that, I have really experienced freedom. And that has always been something that has been a goal for me. It's been something I've really always loved the idea of and wasn't quite sure what that meant. And now I feel like I'm truly living that. And every single day, you know, more and more and more happens. But, you know, for me, being able to do all of this with my son Mm -hmm. is amazing. Will you tell us a little bit more about the freedom lifestyle that you guys actually live and how you go on these trips as some of these people probably don't know you at all. So can you just paint the picture of what that looks like? Totally. Yes. Oh my gosh. So my husband and I have always loved traveling when we first got together, we were like, this is going to be a top priority for us. We want to travel Mm -hmm. at least once a year. And then when my business started coming to life and we really started, we're also big dreamers. We've always been, but like (laughs) the dreaming went to an extreme level um, when I was starting my business. So we started really saying, you know, what is the goal? And for us, it was like Mm -hmm. four times a year. We're going to travel every quarter, you know? And, um, and so that's been a big piece for us. And we've always Mm -hmm. traveled with our son. We do take vacations by ourselves because that's, that's beautiful but mm-hmm. one of the things that um I was afraid of in the beginning because everyone was telling me you can't travel with children. I was like, watch me, watch me travel with kids. So, (laughs) you know, challenge accepted, accepted. you know, Cal went on his first plane ride when he was like five months old and then we went to Colorado. And so, you know, we, we travel overseas at least once a year this year, we're going to be going twice. We just got back from Ireland. Mm -hmm. So we love traveling. We love meeting new people, cultures, and the freedom to be able to do that has been amazing. Mm -hmm. The freedom for me to work. Yes, I'll work on vacation if I want to, but I don't have yeah. to. And so this most recent trip, we went with my parents and and oh, our son. so fun. Yeah. And so I was like, of course I'm not going to work. Like, we're showing them Ireland. So everything was set up beforehand. I didn't have to work. I came back. Everything was fine, you know? I love it. And so that's a big piece of the freedom that's really important to us. But then I also work side by side with my son basically every single day. And that was really important. That's why I started my business in the first place was to be with him. And I, I made the decision early on to kind of, to really incorporate him into my brand. So Mm -hmm. everyone has basically seen him on a live video or you see his cute little pictures (laughs) on Instagram and I made that decision very on very early on that that was my definition of freedom and it's not the same for every mother entrepreneur sometimes you know yeah they don't you know want to do that, and that's really fine, but I love the idea of putting my laptop outside while he plays you know with the sprinkler and to get some work done and so that's been really, really big for us in terms of our life as well and then I think the next thing has just been, you know, the financial freedom that has come mm-hmm. and to be able to now start really looking forward to what that looks like for us. And we really want to own land and live on the farm. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're doing, right? This business supports us in kind of going to that next level. So there's tons of different things that have happened, like <laughs> sleeping in and taking yeah. care of my health, but those are probably the, the top three. I love that I asked you that question because it made me think of so many more things that I wanted to ask you. Well, first <laughs> off, talking about traveling because I mean, who doesn't love it? And I feel like we all have these big dreams of doing that. Where is your favorite place that you've visited so far? Italy. That was uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we actually, we went there for our honeymoon. So oh, fine. to give you an idea of how Ben and I have always been for our honeymoon, we, um, did not ask for gifts. We just created like a honey fund. Yeah. Like brand new at the time. And everyone paid for our vacation. And awesome. <laughs> we went for two weeks in Italy yeah. and um, we went all over and explored. And I always say that uh, there will always be a piece of my heart in Italy. It is. Yes. I can't so wait to beautiful. go back. I can't wait. So beautiful. Awesome. Okay. I love that. Um, okay. So talking about being um, a mom. So basically you had two babies at one time, kind of Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a baby business and a baby baby. <laughs> uh-huh. So what advice do you have, um, for maybe someone who just feels like they don't have the time or have little kids, like you basically built your business with a toddler, essentially, Mm -hmm. and even younger, a newborn. What advice do you have for someone like that who's struggling with trying to find the time? Mm, I love that. So there was a major mindset shift that had to happen for me Mm -hmm. around time. And any women who have been in my community... For any number of days, know <laughs> that I have had this um, belief that I have the time, the money, and the energy to mm. achieve all of my desires, right? I love that. Oh, and Great resources. Yeah. So I have the time, the money, energy, and resources to achieve all of my desires. And I really started to believe that and stepped into that and was just like, I have the time to be a mom. I have the time yeah. to run my business. I have the time to be a wife. I have the time to take care of myself. And one of the things that I heard really early on in my business is like, we have the same hours in a day as Oprah and Tony Robbins and you know, <laughs> the major successful people in the world and they all started somewhere. So like time is not an excuse. Mm. And sometimes I make people mad when I say that, but I'm a mom. So you can't even <laughs> pull, you know, say that, Oh, you're not a mom. You don't get it. I am. And I do get it. And even when mm-hmm. I was working a nine to five and had a baby, I still was like, I have time to grow my business. And yes, you have to be very conscious of your time, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I told my husband and I had a conversation early on. All right, Sunday mornings are a day when I'll like write all my content for the week, right? So being really strategic with how I was using my Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. But there's that mindset belief that just makes us expansive, right? So I know that I have as much time as I need. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a priority, I'll have time tomorrow. And I'll have time the next day yes. and the next day. And so that was a huge shift for me. And I think that's the biggest thing because I can talk strategy, time management all day. But if you don't actually believe that you have the time mm-hmm. and my mentor actually says time wraps around me and that's such mm-hmm. a great visualization mm-hmm. um, that it, nothing will matter. No strategy, no time management tool, no color coding on your calendar will matter if you don't actually believe that you do have the time. I love that. What does your daily routine look like? Like what does your day to day look like? Ah, oh, I love this. It's different every day because, <laughs> because I do have a child, you yeah. know, and I think, I think being a mompreneur is a completely different ball game than being an entrepreneur, right? We have this other little office mate that's kind of <laughs> telling <laughs> us when lunchtime is and like, you know, when nap time is, but, um, I've really stepped into this place in my business now where I have a dedicated two hours every morning to myself and my son. Mm. And it didn't start this way. Again, I love to remind people of where I started. In the beginning, I was just doing what worked, right? I was testing things. Something would work for a week and then it wouldn't. But what I've really done now is I wake up in the morning. And this is a new practice I just started. So I'm excited to share it with your uh, listeners, but I free write Mm -hmm. at least three pages. Right. And Mm. it's mind blowing. (laughs) I have never been a big journaler at night because I'm like ready to go to bed. Yeah. Same. (laughs) I'm just like, I can't journal who journals at nighttime. I can't do it. And so I realized when I wake up in the morning, my son's still asleep. We all, we bed share. So he snuggled next to me and I grab my journal and I, I just free write and all of this inspiration comes and it was just amazing to wake up to that. Uh, and then I go ahead and I brush my teeth first thing in the morning. It's a, it's a yogi thing, right. Um, to have like a very clean mouth. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy, but I used to like I have not to. brush my teeth because I was like, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't need to brush my teeth <laughs> for like a couple, you know, eat breakfast. But that's a new thing that I, I've been doing every single morning first thing. And it's, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I get Cal up and I get him all situated. He eats the same thing for breakfast. He's very religious with his breakfast. (laughs) Uh, So he's easy. So I get him all kind of situated. And then I go ahead and do a meditation or a reflection, whichever feels good time-wise. And one of the tricks for all the moms listening, if you're like, I can't meditate with kids. I used to say that too. And then I bought... headphones (laughs) Headphones, <laughs> you know what I mean, and it's it's so true. Like, Cal's in his room; he's playing with his toys. I can see yeah. him, but I can also meditate. And he actually knows when mommy's meditating. He knows Namaste now, which is the cutest thing in the world. Oh. But um <laughs> I know it's so cute, and so he knows if he needs something, he obviously can come to me. But he knows that I'm kind of like doing that, and it's yeah. fifteen minutes. Of a reflection or a guided meditation, and then I usually do uh, yoga flow or a rigorous workout if I'm feeling it that day, and then a smoothie. Um, cool. I'm a big smoothie advocate. But during this entire time, my phone is locked. Mm-hmm. So this is the trick.
1: So I, not even
0: looking. I do not look at it. So um, oh, I ha- so good. I know. <laughs> I have an app called Quality Time, what? and yes, <laughs> it locks your phone for you. I love this. And you can get phone calls and messages, right? In case there's an emergency. But the thing I love about it is it goes a step beyond just like locking your phone. Cause it's really easy for us to be like, oh, I'll just check one thing. It will <laughs> ask you, it'll be like, are you sure you want to stop whatever you've named it? So I name it like morning time with Cal. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Thanks uh, for the reminder. So it's so powerful. So that's my secret is I lock my phone first thing. So I don't. Get That's such a great idea because we do. It's almost like this rabbit hole that we instantly go down right in the morning, and mm-hmm. we're very, I feel like, influential in the morning. Whether we see something really good or see something really bad, then that could set the tone for our whole day. Absolutely, Absolutely. I love that. Ah, oh, so good. Okay, so um, what is like? I know you kind of mentioned the bigger vision of having a farm and having land and everything too. And I know Ben's doing some really cool things like with this whole new jewelry line and stuff too, but what is your big vision for this next year in your business? Oh, that's such a good question because I have really been thinking a lot about that. Yeah. Uh, Really within the past couple months, Uh, I will say 2018 did not start off the way that we had intended it to start off. We had a loss in our family, which really kind of, you know, Affected me emotionally, yeah, but I'm sorry luckily, to hear that. thank you. But luckily, my business was in a place where I was still supported financially, right? But yeah. But it definitely, like, some things were have been moved around, which is the beauty of being an entrepreneur, which I believe. So, I've really been thinking about this a lot lately, and one of the things that is very, very clear to me is that I'm supposed to be on stage. So. <laughs>
1: So fun! I know. So (laughs) one of
0: the major things that I've really been focusing on is um creating this brand experience and really going beyond um maybe just coaching or having a course or having a program and really starting to do podcast interviews and share more of Mm -hmm. my story and get featured in publications and really share more of this personal brand, which is you know, Michelle Knight. Because I do see this really being Super impactful for all my mamas out there, and my and the women who really struggle with self worth and perfectionism, and really Love owning that. their story. So the big vision is um, conferences and having my own speaking uh, engagements as well, and being able to help women at every single level. This has been a big, um, realization for me this year. And so having these programs and courses that can support a woman, no matter where she is in her entrepreneurial journey, Mm -hmm. whether that's just starting out and looking for a membership site or looking for that high level type of one-on-one and everything in between, I'm able to do that. Right. And I feel really lucky that I have that knowledge and those resources. And so I'm excited to kind of go to the next step and to be able to share those and impact more women. So good. Why, I know we kind of talked about, um, you traveling, um, or you just mentioned the deaf and family, but you had everything set up to where you're still making the income and doing these things. What do you feel like you actually have to have set up in the background to be able to still have that freedom lifestyle yet? You know, you're taken care of. Mm, great question. So the first thing is a plan. <laughs> like I, I'm a big planner, but there's a different type of planning when it comes to running your business because yeah. there's so many different moving parts. So the, the example of, you know, I lost my grandma in January and I had planned to do a, a pretty nice size launch in January and I had done all of the planning in November and December to okay. the point where my VA could just be like, could schedule all of the emails, right? Could yeah. schedule the social media posts. And I have such a strong relationship with my community and I'm so authentic that I was like, guys video canceled today we're picking up you know next week or whatever so mm-hmm. i was able to push the launch back a week mm-hmm. and but everything was planned so i didn't really have to be creative i had already mapped out what every live video was about i already knew the email sequences were ready mm-hmm. to go so mm-hmm. i just needed to show up and we surpassed our goal with that launch and you know and when i go on vacation the same is true i i have a team And um, I I have a team that I pass things over to. We get it all scheduled, usually 30 to 60 days in advance Mm. if I know I'm going on vacation and then I can go on vacation. So I think the planning part is one of the most important pieces, whether for you that's planning for an upcoming launch, planning and getting a passive income product in place, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Planning all your content for 60 days so you don't have to think about it in case something happens. I'm really a big fan of that. So let's talk about content because I know myself, and I know that other people are guilty of this too. I literally, I'm like, okay, Mondays, I'm going to write my emails for the week and I'm going to plan out my content. And I literally sit down and I'm like, hmm, Uh, (laughs) and I noticed myself and I do way better when I hit that burst of inspiration and I'm like, yes, I know exactly what to say right now. So how, what suggestions do you have to actually plan out your content and make this plan and have it work for you rather than feel like you're forcing things to come out of you. I love that because one of the things that I have found with planning is it allows for more inspiration to come in Mm. because you're not constantly like, what am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing tomorrow? You have a baseline in place. So when that Idea comes and you're like, I need to share this through a live video. You can do it, right? Right. And so that is one of the things that I love. So I actually kind of blend the two. So I do all my content on Mondays. And I've been doing this. <laughs> I've been doing this since um, I did it on Sundays when I worked the nine to five. Right. And I did it started on Mondays when I left by nine to five. Because I really believe in batch scheduling. Getting into that creative mm-hmm. space. I have my mother watches my son on Monday. So mm-hmm. I am kid free during that time. I pop in Sarah Bareilles. It's all I listen to when I write content, fun fact. Mm. Um, and I, I, I just go to work. But one of the things that I have done leading up to Monday is I've planned out the topics I want to talk about. Oh, so, okay, cool. I always reverse engineer. I always think about what's coming up for me. So I have a plan for at least 30 days out. I try for 90 days. And I know, okay, next week I'm going to be talking, I'm going to be launching this program. So I need mm-hmm. to warm up my audience to to that program. So I'll reverse engineer and be like, what kind of pieces can I talk about, you know, for the next two weeks that'll prepare them for this launch? Or what can I talk about that will help them, you know, go into a one-on-one program, whatever I'm really focused on. So Mm. I reverse engineer from the action I want them to take. And then I really just do a brain dump. And I'm like, Ooh, these are all the things I could talk about. Mm. I highlight my favorite Mm -hmm i kind of plan them out on a, sca- a calendar. I say, okay, email this day, email this day. And then I sit down in that creative space and I allow myself to write. Right. And I guess like worst comes to worst. If you are one of those flow based people, you could switch like, okay, Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to switch those because I feel better about writing about this today. Absolutely. But you have like an overall plan mm-hmm. just to release. And so you don't even have to think about it, you know, and you just, exactly. go. I love that. So good. <laughs> Some of my best posts that I've created have been like spur of the moment. Like I'll send an email and I'll repurpose it because I'm all about repurposing. Yes. And I'll have another <laughs> one planned. And then I'm like, ooh, ooh, I just thought of something that's even better. So I'll just cancel the email. I can push it to next week and I share what's on my mind, you know? And I love those that. posts always do so well. Well, and it's allowing and not for, I think that's so good. Because I think a lot of people force things to happen. Mm. And then we get into a place where that's putting out weird energy. And then it, it, and people can feel that. Um, so I love your suggestions on that. I was actually like, I was like curious what's up. I was like, tell us the good stuff. Are you guys taking notes? This is so good. Okay. <laughs> all right. So since, um, this podcast is all about stepping into your fiercely unstoppable self, can you tell us about a time that you had to overcome an obstacle that really made you feel victorious? Mm, yeah. I would say the, birth of my son. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say the postpartum that has been, it, it, it's funny, Ben and I were watching a comedian last night and she was talking about birth and I was like, man, I still got some stuff to heal from that. Like mentally, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it, um, it definitely took me for a loop. I, as a perfectionist, recovering perfectionist now, but at the time not recovering, right. I, I really did not know how to handle being a mother. I didn't have a control over anything. Yeah. Um, the plan that I had in my brain, because I'm such a planner, did not go the way that I wanted it to go. And I really went through a period after... Um, after delivering Cal where I, I felt a loss of identity and was really trying to figure out what does this look like me as a mother what does this look like now as an entrepreneur let's add one more thing to the mix right <laughs> what does this look like as me as a woman now? who is Michelle now? and so going through that uh, and and finding myself through entrepreneurship actually is one of the greatest um, victories that I mm. think have, ever happened. And I am a completely different person today than I was two years ago. Yes. And it's, it's absolutely insane how much has changed with my body, with my mind and with my spirit mm-hmm. as a whole. And so it's something I'm really proud of that I, I got through and I really honored the process. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I love that absolutely. so Absolutely. Um, well, tell us what is like the most exciting thing that you're working on right now or that you're doing? Yeah. So I am launching a membership site, which I'm so excited about. Yes. I'm so excited. It's, it's been in the works for a really long time. And so I'm launching that at the end of July. And so that's happening. I'm really jazzed about that. And, um, And really just excited to introduce this new avenue to support women who are just starting Mm -hmm. out in their journey. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I'm just, I'm like so lit up about it. I'm so (laughs) excited. I'm just like, I'm ready to like do it now, even though I need to like honor the the process. But um, (laughs) I'm really excited about that. And then more, um, you know, more brand awareness moving forward. So you'll see me on podcasts and interviews and um, some speaking engagements already lined up for 2019. So so exciting. I'm really excited. I feel like, there is a huge shift coming. Just like a wave of just goodness, honestly, a wave of goodness coming and I can feel it in my body and I've got goosebumps thinking about it. So Mm -hmm. I am just so excited for you and I Honestly, I feel like we we could literally talk all day long. Like I you, think we could. <laughs> yeah. My husband's like, look, I listen to all your podcasts, but there's going to be a lot of energy coming from this podcast <laughs> with you and Brooke. And I was like, you're oh, right. Oh, I miss him. Oh, I know. We will all have to get together when I come back to St. Louis. Totally. To that yes. is so fun. Well, to wrap this up, because I know people are going to be like, where can I find more? Where can I find more? Can you just share where people can find you? Absolutely. So my website is brandmary.com and that is my hub for all free offers. I have a blog with tons of resources. You can connect with me anywhere through that portal. You can find me on Instagram, which is like my new favorite place to hang out. Um, yes, it's, I'm loving it. <laughs> I love it so much. It's at brandmarycoaching on Instagram. And then if you are, you know, a female entrepreneur who is really wanting to get more in touch with her authentic story and to share that, I have a private community called Authentic Brand Builders. So, um, again, you can access all of that through the website, but, uh, that's where you can come hang out with me. I love it. You guys definitely join her community. All of these links will be in the show notes, so don't worry. Um, but Michelle, thank you so much for coming on today. This conversation was so much fun and I know people are going to be like, I need to re-listen so I can take more notes. (laughs) i love it thank you so much for having me i'm so excited for your podcast and everything that you're creating oh thank you yay (laughs) thank you guys so so much for spending some time with me on the fiercely unstoppable podcast i am so grateful that you are here and i'm grateful to be in your ears if you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media tag me in it or even with someone personally that you think would love this